This week on Intrigued Full of Fact. I want to, you know, just make sure you're okay. And I just want to give you a hug that lasts about five hours. Just be able to look into your eyes. I'm Shandrea Thomas and welcome to Season 3, Episode 33. And Happy New Year, by the way. I know it's been a while. In this podcast, I talk about curious cases, disappearances, and other stuff. And today I'm talking about the curious case and disappearance of 14-year-old Adagio Talaferro from Camptonville, California. Adagio went missing with his father, 68-year-old Gerald Storm Talaferro, on June 1st, 2018, after allegedly leaving for a boat trip. The father and son were supposed to sail from Galeta, California to Hawaii with some friends on a 30-foot sailboat from Washington State. But they never showed up to claim their tickets for their return flight from Hawaii back to California. And they were never seen again. And here's a side note. You'll hear me use the names Gerald and Storm interchangeably throughout the podcast when I refer to Adagio's father. I also received some shocking and exclusive information about the case. I spoke to Adagio's mother, Genji Garrick, and the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office about the case. This is what happened. Genji Garrick, thank you for talking to me about your son, Adagio, and your ex-husband, Gerald, also known as Storm, right? And then your son, you guys call him Dodge? Right, for sure. That, that's yeah. actually, that's a really cool name, by the way. I really like his name. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. it really is. Uh, so, so tell me um, what happened. Like, let's, let's go to the very beginning and walk our way through the situation for folks who may not be familiar with um, your son's story and your, and your um, ex-husband's story. Yeah. What happened on June the 1st, 2018? Is that where everything started? As far as the missing persons aspect of it, yeah. They left um, the farm they were living on. The people who live on the farm remember it being June 1st or 2nd that they left the farm. The, far- the farm is in like sort of northeastern um, California, close to the Nevada border by Nevada-, Nevada City, California, in a little tiny area called Camptonville. And I believe all that's in Yuba County. And they've been living there for a few years. I live up in Canada with our two da- two of our daughters. Um, our oldest two kids are on their own. We have five kids together. Daggio is the second to the youngest. And the youngest is still with me. So they were seen by Storm's oldest son from his previous marriage, um, his wife, my, my, old, my older son, Joan, who's uh, 23 and lives in Santa Barbara. And a business partner of Storms who I spoke to who lives in Arizona and another friend of Storms in in, um, Santa Barbara. So five different people saw Storm between June 1st and June 7th and he wasn't with Adagio. And this was kind of confusing to everybody and they all asked, where's Adagio? Because they always kept him with them. And he said he's with the people on the boat, he's with the sailors, he's with our friends on the boat, different variations of that uh, story. No one ever asked or was given the name of the boat or the name of the sailors. So the finding, the tracking becomes very difficult. Um, one of them was told it was a 30-foot sailboat. My other older daughter was told that he was going to sail it down from Washington, which definitely didn't happen. It's sort of, in my mind, an alleged boat. I don't know if it ever existed the story was that and these people, the family members and friends were given, was that they were going to sail it 
to Hawaii for these friends or with these friends, possibly. The last time the storm was seen was June 7th, when my oldest son, Joan, dropped him off at Goleta Beach in Goleta, California, which is part of Santa Barbara County. It's like the north part of sort of connect, connected city of Santa Barbara and Goleta. And uh, Goleta's, the Goleta Beach where he was dropped off is right beside the um, UCSB, UC, yeah, UC Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. a little town called Isla Vista out there, university town. They had bought a kayak on the way that Storm was going to row out to the boat, which was in the anchorage assumably in the anchorage there. When Joan dropped him off, I asked if he saw a boat and Joan said, that's my older son. He said, no, um, I had to rush off to work. So he dropped him off and then rushed off to work. and didn't notice a boat or didn't even look for a boat. Okay, so, so let me ask you this really quickly before we go past this point. So just so I'm clear, so from between June 1st and June the 7th, family members and friends saw Gerald only. So when I reported this missing um, persons to the police, I assumed that Adagio was with Gerald. And so on the posters that NECMEC made, and that's the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, as you know, but for other people, we just call it NECMEC. They made all these wonderful posters of, you know, um, Storm and Dodge missing and the date and where they were missing from. And they just, of course, lumped Dodge in with Storm because that's what one would assume. But when you look at the details, and when it came to me at some point, no, Adaj hasn't been seen since he left the farm on June. They're saying first or second, they can't get their story straight between the different people who live on the farm. But some think it was the first and some think it was the second of June. But my son, Joan, recently sent me a photo, the last photo of his dad known to us that he took, and it's dated May 30th. And it's in Santa Barbara when Storm was their last and he was dropping off his things with family members and friends his valuables his oldest son got a motorcycle and he dropped off his film equipment with his business partner uh he gave a car and all his belongings to my oldest son joan hmm. the car actually wasn't his to give it belonged to the lady from the farm he was living on she had lent it to him long term and joan brought it back to her so did you find all of that behavior to be strange? Did you find it to be out of the ordinary, out of, out of character for him to do that? And, and why do that before going and taking a trip and coming back? You know what I'm saying? I guess, I guess that's the biggest question. I'm sure listeners are going to be like, well, why is he doing all this stuff? You know, it, it was all strange. I mean, my life with Storm from day one was strange and interesting and crazy and fun and wild. And, you know, he was a very colorful individual, very fascinating personality, you know. Um, and so I found him magical. And that was sort of the attraction. And we had a really interesting run together. But um, we were together for 20 years and had five children. And they're all amazing. And um, separated from him since 2013 and getting some perspective on the situation. I can see that he was prone to paranoid delusions. He was suspicious of all institutions, all forms of government and the medical establishment and you name it. It was a lot of fearfulness of, of most things. So that's why he was on a very alternative path with the raw vegan diet and um, living in the woods as much as possible as, you know, in houses, but far out of uh, cities. And he had all, also, he had said to me, when things would get really bad and difficult financially, he would say, what if we all like just went to sea and died together? And I'm like, 
Mm. He said that like, that's a good thing. He says, well, then I wouldn't have, see, I'm not going to be around much longer. He, he would say that often, like ever since I know, I've known him. Genji says there were three alleged sightings of Adagio. The first was in November of 2018 in Hawaii, where multiple people reportedly saw Adagio and his father with shaved heads and faces. The second sighting was in December of 2018 at a cafeteria at USC in Los Angeles. And the final sighting of Adagio was in August of 2020 in Ventura, California. He was supposedly walking down the street near the beach. But remember, none of the reported sightings were ever confirmed. So at what point, just to make sure I understand, at what point or what day did you guys discover, hey, something's not right. I haven't heard from Adagio. Like, what's what's going on here? What date was that? And when what came to your mind to make you call the police? This is an interesting question. I went in for brain surgery for a brain tumor on June 4th. So three days before they set sail. I didn't find, find out about the trip until a mutual friend was looking for Storm and Adagio and texted me saying, have you seen Storm and Adagio? And I said, no, I've been recovering from brain surgery. And I said, I'll, I'll, I'll find out where they are. So I called the people they lived with. I went on Storm's email because I still had his email password. And um, no one had seen him, my other kids, uh, except for this, you know, I found out from them that he had been planning to do this sailing trip to Hawaii. And that's when I found out from Joan that he had dropped him. I was, of course, horrified that I hadn't been informed. But of course, I was, and they didn't know I was going in for brain surgery, at least not to my knowledge. My older kids did. They might have told them, but they don't remember telling them because I had asked them to not tell them. I went into Storm's email when I was trying to find out where they were, and I saw that he had purchased a ticket from Honolulu to LAX for September 1st. Now, was it one ticket or two? Two tickets, and him and Adagio's name, names. The, the lady who he had been staying on her farm, they had been living on her farm, um, she, I called her, of course, to find out you know, she, what she knew. And she said he was supposed to call her when he got to Hawaii and she was going to fly out there and meet them. And uh, she was really worried. And she filed a report with the Coast Guard. That was the first report that was filed. She was expecting him to arrive within three weeks and allowed six weeks. So it was probably end of July or so. And she maybe beginning of August when she reported it to the Coast Guard. I had extensive talks with numerous Coast Guard officers who were on the case and um of course i couldn't give them a boat name or boat owners or that they didn't file a sale plan with anyone which they thought was very strange for doing an open sea adventure but i told them about the ticket and they all said well let's wait and see if they you know they're just going to you know they're doing whatever they're doing and they fly back and there won't really be a mystery or a case and well let's hope so but September 1st came and went and they were, they did not use their tickets. And I talked to the airlines and they hadn't canceled. They hadn't, you know, they, they hadn't boarded. So that's when I filed a missing persons report with the Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department. And Detective Travis Henderson there was our uh, detective on the case. And that was probably early September. Let me ask you this question. Yeah, Have there been I don't know, uh, you know, I know you were, you know, he was your ex-husband, but do you know of any 
um, activity on Storm's credit or, 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 or any type of movements or anything? Have you ever been informed of anything since June the 7th of 2018? Has there been anything since then? He had a social media too, so I don't know how, how active he was with that either, but you have access to his email, right? You have I have access to his email, to his um, PayPal account, to his iCloud, to his bank card associated with his PayPal account that I was able to get into, his Facebook. So I had, we were in business together and, um, you know, when we were married and I had a list of all of our passwords, I keep in one file and he never changed those ones. So I was able to get in and, and try to track him down through those. There has been no activity. The last activity on all of those accounts that I've uh, checked, I continue to check every now and then to see if there's been any new activity. The last activity was always June 7th hmm. on all those accounts. Yeah. So I don't know. Did they throw away their devices before the trip? That's kind of what was in my head for a long time. Um, well, I know you, you had this theory, right? So let, let me let me get into that really quickly. So you, I, I know I had, after doing some reading and research about the, the case, um, so you had this theory that perhaps they disappeared on purpose, that they were, you know, kind of vanishing for some particular reason to escape something or, or maybe saw something they wasn't, weren't supposed to see. Um, so how do you feel about that theory at this point? Well, I have, it, things have changed as of this past September when Detective Travis Henderson contacted me to tell me that some remains that had been found back in July of 2018 on Goleta Beach had been shown to be a high probability match with my son Jones' DNA. That's um, my oldest son and the one who lives in Santa Barbara who saw a storm last uh, Travis took some, Detective Henderson took some, a DNA sample from Joan and compared it with the remains or had, it was actually the DOJ that compared it with the remains. And uh, he just got back um, word in this past September that it was a high probability match. And it was an wow. adult male's bones, uh, remains. And um, so they think it was probably Storm but he's taken a second sample from my oldest daughter now. And those results will come back in February. And I don't know why they need two samples. I think because DNA matching is not very precise in this type of situation. I don't know. The remains were pretty far gone. And, um, so anyway, they wanted a second sample. We'll see how that goes. I reached out to the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office for a comment, and officials say the cases are still listed as open and active missing persons cases. As for the remains that were found, I'm told that more DNA testing is needed to make a full confirmation. Investigators are still looking for leads in the case. So, you know, have closure. The kids can have closure with their dad's situation, at least. But July 24th and 26th is when the remains were found on Goleta Beach. I'm not sure which one was first, but one date, it was the um, femur and fibia, tibia, they were leg bones. Mm -hmm. And the other date, I'm not sure which one was found first, was a, a torso that was oh, um, wow. badly, badly decomposed. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I, let me ask you this question. And I'm sure people have asked this question at some point. Do you believe that Storm is capable of harming Adagio? Do you think he, that something 
sinister happened to Adagio or do, or do you believe that Adagio, cause I know there, there's been talk about sightings and things like that as well. So I want to get your, your, your thoughts on that at this point, because the, the, the whole thing is, you know, it's, it's, it sounds unfortunate altogether, you know? Um, but I am curious as to how, how are you feeling with regards to your son still being out there somewhere? Because yeah. his body has never been found anywhere. Correct. Just, right. just remains that, that they believe to be Gerald's correct. Right. Okay. So now that I kind of know that they're not together, um, it changes what I think happened before I thought, you know, maybe they are sailing around the world. Maybe, you know, storm came into some money somehow and uh, they're just, you know, barred or got a boat and um, they're just sailing around the world, living the life of Riley. And that's kind of what I was hoping and keeping it from me because I wanted Dodge to go to school and um, Gerald never wanted our kids to go to school. So that's what I was hoping and that he'd come back one day, you know, um, and just tell me about his adventures. But now that I know he's out there alone, I wonder what happened during that week before Gerald set sail. Did Adagio run away thinking, I don't want to sail to Hawaii. Did he um, fall off a cliff? They were avid mountain climbers. They didn't use ropes a lot of the time. Did he, um, did Storm put him somewhere? Did he stash him with a friend saying, make sure his mom doesn't get a hold of him. Dodge, don't call your mom. She's just going to, you know, ruin you and just wait here for me. Those are kind of some of the theories I have. Those are some of the more hopeful theories. Of course, everything goes through your head. And as a mom, you know, I know that doing the research, of course, 70% of missing kids end up sex trafficked. So of course, that's the worst nightmare is, you know, if you ran away or got lost or something happened and he ended up in some sort of nefarious situation. This is video and sound of Adagio practicing Let It Snow. Merry Christmas. At that time, he was only, what, 14? Exactly. Yeah, he just turned 14. And was he a tall kid? What was his height and weight? Because he didn't seem like he was that big of a kid. He was a he was the run to the litter. He <laughs> was <laughs> he was he always looked a couple years younger than he was, you know. So he would have looked like a twelve year old at fourteen. He was he he was starting to shoot up. And when he when he when kids grow, they get thin. They get real thin because also being on the raw vegan diet. He was the last one to stay on the raw vegan diet because he chose to be with his dad, and his dad was raw vegan. For that time frame, when you started to examine you know, storm spending activity during that week time frame. I imagine you looked at it. Did you notice anything, locations or anything in particular that he bought or anything like that? He paid for a hotel twice, once in um, Fraser Park and once in Santa Barbara, a beach uh, on the beach there, Avania Inn. And the one in Fraser Park, I think it was like a Best Western. And um, I called both the hotels to see if they had you know, stayed on those dates. And because he had reserved for, for two, he also sent $700 to a lady friend in Washington that he had met on the farm and had been sending money to now and then. And this was the day before he left. Just to make sure we know, I mean, so there's no cause of death, right, for, for these, for the remains that were found. They don't have any, any indication of that yet, or did they say? Right. 
No, they say I, they're waiting for the coroner's report, I think. I'm not sure if, I'm, I would assume that those bones have already been through the, um, you know, some sort of an autopsy that remains since they were like, found two years ago, but um, more than two, two years ago. So, but I don't know. Um, I think Travis just said, uh, Detective Henderson just said that there was no suspicion of, uh, no evidence of foul play. Mm, in the area from, from when they first found the, the remains back then. Okay. Um, tell me about the last time you spoke to Dodge. This would have been on my birthday, May 28th, 2018. It was crackly because they had bad reception at the farm for um, cell phones. And we usually spoke over a Wi-Fi app. There was some talk about, you know, maybe we're going to get some sailing time in. It was a maybe thing. It was nothing like specific, nothing to do with like where they were going or when or, you know. How did he sound? Did he sound happy? Did he sound like his regular self, nothing out of the ordinary? Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, just he's a, he was a happy little guy. Yeah. So tell me about him. Tell me about um, his personality. Tell me about what is he good at? I saw the video of um, Adagio playing the xylophone. So he was, you know, likes his little tunes and things like that. Um, so tell me more about him, his personality, what he'd like to do. And how did he end up staying with his dad as opposed to going, you know, going, leaving with you, you know, yeah. like the other kids? Adagio is really a fascinating character. He's absolutely lovable. Just everyone in the world is his best friend. He'll walk up to a person on the street. He walked up to a lady fishing one day and he said, we were at the beach. He goes, you know, you shouldn't be eating fish. It's not good for you. <laughs> he was really into the raw vegan diet. He really liked it. When he came to stay with me after the separation, when he was going back and forth between Gerald, who was living on his own boat at that time. He was in a slip in the harbor, in Santa Barbara Harbor, and I was living in an apartment in downtown Santa Barbara, and they would take the little trolley back and forth, and um, Dodge would come, you know, stay with me for a couple of days, and he didn't like cooked food. He, he didn't make the, the jump. I mean, he liked sugar, but he didn't like the texture of, like, cooked vegetables and rice and potatoes and things the other kids really liked. So one day he said to me, I think I'm going to live with dad. You know, there was a lot of back and forth and all the kids kind of going back and forth, but the girls had settled in with me, the older girls. Well, Raven was gone, but Shale had settled in with me and Joan had uh, settled in with me. And Adagio said, I think I'm going to go stay with dad on the boat. I think I'm going to stay with him. I don't want him to be lonely. And I said, well, that's kind of a moral choice. I'm not going to get in the way of that. He was all of, I guess, eight, nine, maybe at the time. He's more of an adventurer and a wild, you know, needs that loves the wilderness. He's a lot like his dad in a lot of ways. So I thought, well, that's probably a better, you know, match for Dodge. Like, he'll be happier there. I found the last video that Storm posted to his YouTube channel, and it's dated for June 6th, 2018, just one day before he was last seen and dropped off at Galetta Beach in Santa Barbara County by one of his sons. His plan was to row his kayak to the 30-foot boat where Adagio and unknown friends were waiting. In the video shot inside of a hotel room by himself, he proudly talks about how much he loved Savage Patch Farms and the raw vegan lifestyle. 
and mentioned how magical the farm was. The video also shows people working on the farm, including Adagio. Storm said the organic farm was off the beaten path on 30 acres of land inside of the Tahoe National Forest. And remember, Adagio was last seen on or around June 2nd by friends at the farm. The main thing that I was trying to get them to do was to try to get Storm's phone records so we could see who he had talked to during that time leading up to the disappearance. Maybe we could find there a clue of who were these people who had a boat, you know, or what else was going on in his life that might have given us a clue as to what really happened. If he didn't just take a boat and oh, had an accident at sea. I don't think he got as far as a boat. If his boat's washed up, his bones washed up on the same um, beach that he left from in a kayak, I think could be, he only had the tiny little backpack with him, according to Joan, that's all he brought on the kayak. It could be that maybe he took an overdose of something and on purpose ended his life and washed ashore. I don't think if he had perished in an accident at sea way far out that his bones would have gotten back to the same beach he left from. His Shantai has so many things go through my head. Well, we, I wanted to get the phone records to find out what happened. And they said they couldn't get the phone records because there had been no crime and they would need a warrant to get the phone records. I said, well, we have custody agreements that he's in violation of. I think that's a crime because you know he can't take the kid out of state without informing me in writing. And um, they said, well, we have no proof that he is out of state, that he did take him out of state. We, have, we don't know whether he's dead, you know, and then there's no crime. And I said, well, if he's dead, then could you just get his phone records? You know, if, he's, if you're presuming him deceased, which they seem to have for a long time. And they said, no, phone records of deceased people are protected, which I think in this situation is kind of crazy. So I've just slowly been going through his contacts and, you know, trying to talk to people who he may have, you know, who I suspect he might have dropped Adagio off with. So considering that you had access to kind of some financial stuff, email and all that, and you, you were not able to get the phone records, that was something that you just didn't have access to on your own. I tried. I tried, but um, no, the phone company was not able to to release any information to me. How many searches were there? You said the Coast Guard got involved. How long did they search? Where did they search? Coast Guard were amazing. Even though they had nothing to go on, no you know, name of the boat or owners of the boat, they put out alerts to all the commercial fleets in the whole Pacific, to all the harbors in Hawaii. They um, helped me to identify the boats that were in Goleta Anchorage at the time, um, you know, June, early June there. And they even tracked one, only one, one of those boats had gone to Hawaii. And they tracked where it was now. And they had found that it was a woman sailing the boat solo. It was in a race. And she had made it back to um, the U.S., as far as the last person to actually see Adagio, that would be the woman who was on the farm, the lady who owned the farm. There were about five people living on the farm and people coming and going, helping work on the farm too. So I'm not sure which one of them would have seen him last, but. Your last conversation with Storm, what was that conversation? Do you remember it? Um, we had an agreement to talk as little as possible, only when absolutely necessary. And if it was you know, concerning the kids and transferring them back and forth and whatnot. Um, the last conversation that I, we had was via email and he had emailed me saying, could you send me 
Adagio's birth certificate. When I was in his uh, Gmail looking around and there's the notes section, or it might have been in drafts, that he had written me an email that I never got about how they were going to get in some sailing time. And they were going to sail a friend's boat from Washington 200 miles out to sea with the friends. And if the friends didn't get seasick, they would continue on to Hawaii. But if anyone, the friends or daughters got seasick, they would sail down to San Diego and drop them on this, the seasick people off. How was the family dealing with the disappearance of both Storm and Adagio? How are you handling everything you know, emotionally, because I know it's got to be hard, the mystery of at least now, I guess, Adagio at this point, kind of putting the final touches on what's happening, you know, with Gerald. I've been, um, you know, grieving. And the problem with, you know, ambiguous loss is there's, it doesn't, you can't move on. There's no closure, you know? So it just comes in waves. And so what I've had to do for myself is I allow myself an hour a day to just close the door in here and look at pictures and listen to, sad songs and cry. And I just, you know, uh, ball my eyes out for about an hour. And that allows me to go out there and just live my day like a normal person and take care of my other kids. And they, they're all kind of grieving, especially since this news of their dad's remains. They're, they're grief stricken, I would say, because I think they had all hoped that, you know, we would see them again. Raven, the oldest, is the only one who didn't believe that Storm was alive because she said there's no way he wouldn't have contacted her and let her know what's going on. There was just no way. But now with the with the bones, I think she may have gone through a second wave of of grieving. What would you say to people who have helped you over the years, you know, with your searches and, and just trying to help get the word out about your son? What would you like to say to those folks? Give me hope. And um, honestly, if I do pick up the phone and I hear Adagio's voice on the other end someday, it'll be because of you and your sharing. Uh, I'm, I'm always just really blessed every time, you know, someone sends me a little like heart or I'm praying for you, I'm, you know, all these sweet things that people send. But the shares, oh, I, I go to each Facebook share that someone's shared and, and I always put a, a heart on it just because... And I'm so grateful, so grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to people like you who are out there, you know, helping via the media to get the word out, I just, oh, just, I couldn't be more thankful. You know, you're doing like such great work. And honestly, um, your reach is, is so major that it um, is so inspiring. It just really gives me hope, you know, that getting this out there, I might find my son. I guess I really wanted to uh, ask people who see this to um, look out for, you know, that he would be tall and thin at this point. If he's, if his growth spurts happened like the older son, uh, he could be six foot at 17, which will be in May. And he may have long curly hair. He might look like a girl. A lot of times people thought he was a girl because he kept his hair really long. Uh, it might be a mess or it might be shaved. I don't know what he's doing now. Of course, he'd be, he's, he'd be a young man, whereas when I knew him, he was a scrawny kid, you know. So if he's a, you know, science genius, but he can't figure out how to find me, I worry that, you know, he may have been 
brainwashed or damaged somehow, you know, out there if he's alone on the streets. For some reason, he doesn't seem to be able to find his way home, which um, is really heartbreaking. Do you feel like inside that he is alive? Do you feel sense that he's still alive? That's a really good question. And I think I do because I want to. But I did have a vision. I was sending him, this was maybe six months to a year after I knew he was missing. I sent him like a hug one night just before I was going to bed and everyone else was asleep. And it was a you know virtual hug, you know, mind. And I, ha- I had a vision of him. It was so clear in my mind to this day. And he was saying, I'm with God, silly. Like, and it was his face, his smile, his cheeky little mischievous glinting eyes, and he was happy. And I held on to that vision. It gave me such comfort. If Adagio is able to hear this or see this podcast, um, what would you say to him? Adagio, I love you. I miss you so much. And I would love to have you home with me. I want to, you know, just make sure you're okay. And I just want to give you a hug that lasts about five hours. And um, just be able to look into your eyes. When it comes to my final thoughts about this case, I do wonder, is Adagio still alive? And if so, what happened? According to Genji, investigators believe that Storm's remains that were found within a few months of his disappearance have been identified by DNA. But again, more testing is needed. Yet, Adagio is still nowhere to be found. But the question is why? Is he still out there somewhere with friends that his father left him with? Is he living on the streets or did he die before or at the same time as his father? And here's another mystery. What about Storm? I mean, he gave his possessions away before he disappeared to family and friends. And I'm wondering about his state of mind and if there's a chance that he took his own life. And if so, why did he do it? Another thought is, is someone else responsible for his death or was Storm's death an accident? But again, police are still trying to confirm some DNA and the cause of death of the remains that were found. Meanwhile, there are at least three reported sightings of Adagio in Southern California and in Hawaii. But so far, nothing has panned out. But I am hoping that the family can get some degree of closure to put an end to this mystery. Adagio would be 16 years old today. If you have any information in this case, you can call the family at 250-797-7001 or the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office at 805-681-4150. If you have a case that you want me to check out, just visit me on the Intrigued Full Effect Facebook page or email me at intriguedfulleffect at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connection with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. 
Any copyright material in the podcast is approved by the owner or is part of the public domain. Music by Pond5.